Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's March 27th, 2023. Welcome to The Quadcast. Let's dive in. First up, liver alone. There are a few cancers whose local progression alone is a big contributor to cancer fatality. One of these is cholangiocarcinoma, where local tumor burden can result in life-threatening liver failure. With this in mind, how might aggressive local therapies alter the course of metastatic intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma? This retrospective analysis looked at 281 patients receiving treatment for metastatic intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma at MD Anderson Cancer Center with or without radiation to the dominant hepatic tumor burden. Of note, the median biologically effective dose, or BED10, was a hefty 98 gray, and oftentimes smaller volume non-contiguous liver disease was left untreated in order to safely achieve this dose. Median overall survival was improved from 9 to 21 months with the addition of radiation. And sure, this could simply be a biased selection towards favorable disease, but a sensitivity analysis demonstrated a clear improvement in survival linked to the receipt of radiation among matched controls. This appeared directly correlated with the risk of death due to liver failure being cut in half nearly from 82 to 47% when radiation was added. And even those who did eventually succumb to liver failure after radiation did so at a later time point, with a median of 18 months as compared to 9 months. The bottom line is, ablative radiation to dominant liver disease has the potential to prolong survival for metastatic intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma, by delaying or avoiding the most common cause of death, fulminant liver failure. Thanks to D. Liver Cancer, 2023. Up second, RCC Prospects. Saber is likely underutilized in the treatment of early-stage, inoperable renal cell carcinoma due to limited prospective data. In this prospective phase 2 trial, 16 patients with renal cell carcinoma measuring 5 cm or less were treated with primary SABR. All patients had biopsy-confirmed tumors that were growing on surveillance imaging. They received either 36 gray in 3 fractions or 40 gray in 5 fractions. At one year, the rate of radiographic local control was 94% with 19% of patients having radiographic response. Biopsies at one year confirmed histologic evidence of tumor response, hyalinization, and decreased KI-67. Qualitatively, responses were more common among patients treated with the three-fraction regimen. Ultimately, two patients developed local failure after initial control. Treatment-related toxicity was very mild, with no grade 2 or higher events, while EGFR 
significantly declined post-treatment by a mean of about 10 milliliters per minute, the rate of decline was not significantly different from the patient's annualized rate of decline prior to treatment. The bottom line is, this small phase 2 trial adds to the body of prospective data showing that SABER is a safe and effective treatment strategy for inoperable renal cell carcinoma. Thanks to Hannon, European Urology, 2023. Up next, back it up. Achieving an R0 resection for sarcoma in the retroperitoneal space is difficult. Enter radiation as a common-sense strategy to maximize success. With the majority of related morbidity and mortality occurring due to local progression, pushing the limits of neoadjuvant radiation could be considered a worthwhile endeavor. This retrospective study compared outcomes between patients receiving neoadjuvant conventionally fractionated radiation of 45 to 50 gray over typically 25 fractions, with or without a dose-escalated simultaneous boost for localized, resectable, retroperitoneal sarcoma. The boost was delivered to the posterior portion of the target that is both most at risk for an involved margin as well as furthest from dose-limiting organs such as the bowel. The median boost dose was 57.5 gray. Interestingly, while there was no difference in rates of subsequent resection, at 81 versus 82%, or involved margin at 50 to 53%, there was a significant improvement at five years in local control, 70 versus 96%, as well as disease-free survival, 36 versus 60%, with the addition of an integrated boost. The numbers are small, but there is even a trend towards improved survival, 68 versus 90%. Finally, grade 3 plus toxicity was, if anything, less likely with an integrated boost than without, and perhaps this is due to most concurrent larger volumes receiving only 45 as compared to 50 gray when the boost was included. The bottom line is, adding an integrated boost to the at-risk posterior margin during neoadjuvant radiation for resectable retroperitoneal sarcoma improves cancer outcomes without adding appreciable toxicity. Thanks to Livering House, Red Journal, 2023. Up next, fraction control. Is there a difference in outcome between single fraction and multi-fraction stereotactic radiosurgery for meningioma? This systematic review and meta-analysis identified almost 1,500 patients from 20 reports who received primary radiation with either single-fraction or multi-fraction SRS. Most single-fraction treatment sites were cavernous sinus, tentorium, or petroclival, while most multi-fraction sites were cellar or paracellar. As might be expected, tumor volume was almost four times higher in the multi-fraction arm. 24 versus 6 cc's. The median marginal dose with single fraction was just under 15 gray, and the median prescription isodose line was 61%. In the multi-fraction arm, 
median number of fractions was 4 with a median marginal dose of 23 gray, and median prescription isodose line was about 80%. Despite these differences, the rate of tumor control at 5 years was similar between techniques, 94 versus 93%. And the rate of complications was also similar, at 10 versus 11%. Thanks to Ben Alamer, Journal of Neuro-Oncology, 2023. Finally, thought-provoking. Could low-dose radiation dampen the neurodegenerative effects of Alzheimer's dementia? This pilot study enrolled five patients with early Alzheimer's dementia. They were treated with 10 gray in five fractions to the whole brain over one week. Toxicity was mild and consisted of temporary hair loss. At one year, three patients had improved cognition and one patient remained stable. Thanks to Rogers, Red Journal, 2023. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.